Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. On this episode, I'll be telling two stories from Africa, both slightly longer than usual. One is from Sudan, and the other is from Libya. I'm going to start with the story of Fatma al-Samha, or Fatma the Beautiful, one of the most popular Sudanese folklore stories. There are many variations of this tale, so if you've heard it before, you may have heard it slightly different. So, here is a version of Fatma al-Samha. Long ago, in northern Sudan, there lived a girl named Fatma. She was known as Fatma al-Samha, Fatma the Beautiful. Everyone agreed that she was the most beautiful girl in the village. And not only that, she was incredibly kind and caring and friendly and intelligent. Everyone loved her. Near to the village was a huge, dark forest in which no one had ever returned from. It was known that a terrifying monster dwelt within this forest, and that he would kill anyone who entered. This monster would sleep for a whole year at a time, and then wake for a whole year, back and forth. But every 20 years, he would kidnap the most beautiful girl in the village for his bride. Everyone knew that Fatma would be his next victim, and the whole village was worried for her. Her father eventually told her, I'm sorry, Fatma, but for your own safety, you must stay hidden. The monster could come at any time, and when he does, he will take you. So we must hide you from him. You cannot leave the house. During this time, everyone's concern and attention had been turned towards Fatma, and some of the other young girls in the village were starting to become jealous. They would get together and complain about her. One of them said, I hate her. I wish that monster would take her. Then, there was a moment of silence between the girls. Wait, I have an idea. The next morning, the girls knocked on the door to Fatma's house. Fatma came to the door, but did not open it. Who is it? She asked. I can't come out. One of the girls responded. It's okay. You're allowed out today. Would you like to play with us? Yes! Fatma cried out. She was so excited to leave the house and spend time with girls her own age. So she opened the door and stepped out for the first time in a long time. Where are we going? She asked the girls. Come with us, 
We know a really good place to go, outside of the village. Fatma followed, so relieved to be out in the fresh air. The girls led her to a well, a very long way from the village. This is where we play. You have to close your eyes, and when it's your turn, you take off your bracelets and throw them in the well, one at a time. It seemed like a very strange game to Fatma, but she was so happy to be outside that she went along with it anyway. Okay. So Fatma closed her eyes and waited her turn. She could hear the splashes of water at the bottom of the well from the other girls throwing their bracelets in. But the other girls were not throwing their bracelets in, and none of them had their eyes closed. They were merely taking turns to throw rocks into the well to trick Fatma. Eventually, the other girls said, Fatma, it's your turn now. Remember, you're not allowed to open your eyes until we say. So, with her eyes closed, Fatma took off her bracelets and threw them into the well, then stepped back again, and the other girls continued to throw rocks on their turns. After a long while of waiting for her next turn, or for someone to tell her she could open her eyes, Fatma realised that the splashing sounds from the well had stopped. Hello? Is it my turn yet? Can I open my eyes? She asked. There was no response. She slowly opened her eyes and saw that the other girls had left her there, alone. She started to cry. She was heartbroken that the other girls had tricked her and that she had thrown her bracelets into the well. And now she did not know how to get back to the village on her own. Then she heard a voice. It said, What's the matter? She looked up to see the monster from the forest and was frozen in terror. The monster stepped towards the well, reached inside and pulled out Fatma's bracelets. Here, these are yours, aren't they? He dropped them into her hands. Thank you. She trembled as she said it. She slowly turned and began to walk away. Fatma, where are you going? Home. No. The monster shook his head. You belong to me now. And he grabbed hold of her and ran back to his forest, with her as his captive. Meanwhile, the girls were returning home to the village, where everyone was worried about where Fatma had disappeared to. When the other villagers saw the girls arriving, they knew what had happened, and they knew that the monster would have her by now. Fatma had seven brothers, and her father quickly gathered together all of his sons. You must travel together to the forest, he told them. Kill the monster and rescue your sister. The brothers did as they were told and raced to the forest. As soon as they entered, the monster approached them. (laughs) He merely laughed at them. He expected them to turn and run back in terror at his fearsome presence, but was surprised when the oldest of the brothers stepped forward and placed his hand on the hilt of his sword. Come on then, boy. The brother drew his sword and in one swift movement sliced off the monster's head. He could not believe it. He had slain the monster. 
but the beast still stood. And in shock and horror, the brothers looked on as the monster's head regrew in front of them. It was furious now. It drew in a huge breath and in one powerful gust blew all seven brothers all the way back to the village. The villagers knew that they had lost Fatma forever. But Fatma was cunning. Over the next year, she would quietly gather materials when the monster was not looking, and in secret had crafted a doll that looked identical to her. But it did not have any hair yet. When the year was over, and the monster was getting ready to sleep for the next year, he called for her. Fatma, come to me. It's time to sleep. Fatma took a blade that she had crafted and cut off her own hair, soaked it in a poison she had made and attached it to the doll. She then slowly and quietly placed the doll next to the monster who proceeded to fall asleep next to it. To be cautious, Fatma waited one whole night before approaching the sleeping monster. When she did, she saw that her plan had worked. He was dead from inhaling the poison as he slept. She took the knife and sliced off the monster's head, then carried it with her all the way back to the village. The villagers could not believe what they were seeing. After a whole year, Fatma had returned, having slain the monster herself. She was made leader of the village and was no longer known merely as Fatma the Beautiful. She was now Fatma the Brave. Although the story of Fatma al-Samha is very popular, you won't find many written adaptations of it, as it is usually passed from generation to generation through word of mouth, told by elders. This particular type of Sudanese storytelling, which often depicts Sudanese societies in villages and towns, and includes magic and monsters, similar to fairy tales, is called Ahaji. Of the Ahaji tales, Fatma al-Samha is probably the best known. There are many, many versions of this story, Sometimes elements of Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty can be heard within them, and sometimes there's also a group of witches within the monster's woods who are outwitted by Fatma. The monster itself may be described as a ghoul or an ogre, and in some versions he poses as Fatma's brother, Muhammad. Knocking on the door, he says, Fatma, oh Fatma, open the door, Fatma. I'm Muhammad, your brother. I bring you lunch and dinner, then leave you to work in the night. She opens up the door, and he kidnaps her. Some versions of the story also include a handsome prince who rescues Fatima from the monster. The prince and Fatima then marry and live happily ever after. I personally much prefer the versions with Fatima cutting the monster's head off herself and then marching back into the village with it, as happened in the version I told at the beginning. I know of two other additions to this story. In the first, when the girls knock on the door and ask Fatima to come out and play, Fatma's grandmother confronts them. She goes outside and pours a whole sack of grains over the ground and tells the girls that Fatma can only come outside with them if they can pick up every single grain, not expecting them to be able to, 
But the girls are so determined to be rid of Fatma that they manage to do it, and so the grandmother stays true to her word and allows Fatma to go with them. Another additional section happens after Fatma and the girls leave the village, but before they come to the well. They come to a group of date trees and send Fatma up to pick the dates. They call for Fatma to throw the dates down as she picks them and eat them as she does so. If they come across a bad date, they put it aside for Fatma to eat when she comes down. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following story originates from Libya, and I could not find any further information on it. The version I'm about to tell is slightly adapted from a translation I found online by Fateh Kassab on the website thebirdalley.com. It's a very strange story, and although I have no further research on it, I've still decided to tell it on this episode without comment. This is the Libyan folklore story, Fatoum, the Daughter of the Beggars. Fatoum was a beautiful, smart girl, but she was very poor. Her father died, and her mother started begging, wandering, and asking people for food. One day, her mother bought her a little bit of rice, lentils, and some meat, and asked her, Can you cook this while I wander around in the market? Hopefully I can get more food or maybe some money. Fatoum started cooking some stew. She stood in front of the pot until it boiled. As soon as she finished cooking, the door was knocked. When she opened the door, she saw an old woman asking for some food. Do you have any food? 
Fatoum invited her in. Come in. And poured her a bowl of stew. Here, eat this. The old woman thanked her. Thank you. And ate all of the stew she was given. Then she asked for another bowl. May I have another? And another, until the pot was empty. Fatoum did not mind, and she wished the old woman good luck when she left. Good luck. Now Fatoum was concerned about what her and her mother would eat. Hmm. What can I do? She asked herself. She poured some water in the pot and put it over the fire, and left the water to boil with what remained in the bottom of the pot. When her mother returned in the evening, Fatoum gave her a bowl of water and some grains of rice and lentils. The mother got angry and screamed at her daughter. Where is the food? The girl did not know what to say. Where is the food? Her mother's anger grew, and she went to attack the girl. She lunged to hit her, but Fatoum opened the door of the house and ran away. Fortunately, her feet led her to the king's palace, and she sat down by the fence. The king was on the balcony, and he saw her. He ordered his servants, "Bring her inside, take her to the bathroom, and dress her well." When Fatoum came out of the bathroom, she looked like a princess. In silk clothes, as soon as the king saw her, he was amazed by her beauty, and immediately announced his desires. I wish to marry you. Joy and happiness spread all over the country, and the wedding ceremonies lasted for seven days and eight nights in the city. All people were invited to eat and drink from the king's palace. Fatoum was happy in her new life, and so was the king. One day, Fatuma stood on her balcony, when she saw her mother at the bottom of the wall of the palace begging. She sent the servants to get her. Bring that woman inside. When they brought her inside, Fatuma told her mother, "I'm married to the king now. Leave your life of begging and live with me in the palace." But her mother got angry and yelled out, "What did you do with the food I asked you to cook that day, you daughter of beggars?" Fatoum tried to comfort and quiet her mother. Mother, please calm down. Forget the food. I can give you jewels and pearls instead. She promised. But the screams of her mother were becoming increasingly louder. The girl had to use deception. She told her mother, "The dish of food is in the courtyard of the palace, at the bottom of the window." She led her to the window to see it. When the mother looked, she pushed her. And she fell down dead. Then the girl rushed to the courtyard of the palace, dug a hole at the bottom of the window, and buried her mother. After that, Fatoum forgot what she had done and lived happily with her husband, the king. But one day she looked down from her window, and saw that a plant had emerged in the courtyard of the palace, where she had buried her mother. She did not care for it, but day after day. The plant raised and grew, until it became a tree. One day, while the girl was looking at the twigs and branches extending in front of the window, the breeze blew. It moved the leaves, and the sound was like someone saying, "Daughter of beggars, daughter of beggars, what did you do with the food?" One night, while Fatoum was sitting with her husband, talking about different issues, with the window at the room open. Soft breezes blew, and she heard again the leaves saying, "What did you do with the food? What did you do with the food? 
She ran to the window and closed it with great fear and confusion. When she returned to the table, the king noticed her pale face and the changes in her expression. He also saw tears in her eyes. What has happened? What's the matter? He asked. She tried to evade the answer. Please, what is wrong? He insisted. I do not like the palace. She told him. The toilet in my father's house is bigger and more beautiful than this palace. The king was shocked when he heard that. He decided to see the toilet of her father's house, and if it was not as she said, he would kill her. Fatoum could not believe what she had said, and regretted it. She had to walk with her husband, the king, to guide him to her father's house. She was walking like someone who had gotten lost, and did not know where to go. The king kept asking her, Where is your father's house? How much further is it? She kept walking, unsure what to do, until they reached a barren land. The king said to her, You are no doubt a liar, and you must be killed. He drew his sword. Please, I think we are almost there. She begged. First, allow me to check behind the hill. (sighs) Okay, but be quick, he said. Fatoum intended to run away, but when she reached the other side of the hill, she saw a large tortoise. The tortoise suddenly said, What is the error that you did, Fatoum? Fatoum was astonished, and then said to the tortoise, Please help me. Go immediately and bring the king back here. In my place you will find a door in the ground. Open it up and enter. Fatoum was about to speed to the king when the tortoise warned her, Do not stay at the bottom more than seven days, or else things will turn bad. Fatoum returned to her husband, the king, smiling, while he still stood angry with the sword in his hand. We've reached my father's house, she told him, and then led him to where the tortoise was behind the hill. She saw the door, she opened it, and saw inside was a crypt. She descended with the king, and further inside they found a palace, like nothing they had seen before. It had high domes, wide doors, with alabaster stairs and coral lamps, as if made by elves. The king stayed with his wife, Fatoum, in the palace for days, enjoying everything they did, until the seventh day. Fatoum remembered what the tortoise said to her. So she said to her husband, I long for your palace, and I miss it. I will not mention my father's palace anymore. The king forgave her. Okay, I forgive you. They came out of the crypt, and again they found themselves in the barren land. After walking a few steps, Fatoum said to the king, Wait for me here. I want to go back quickly. I think I've forgotten something. She returned to where she had seen the tortoise seven days ago. And there it was again. Thank you, she said. But who are you, really? The tortoise responded. I am the old woman that you welcomed into your home and fed long ago. The king and his wife, Fatoum, the daughter of the beggars, returned home to spend the rest of their lives together happily.
That's all I have for this episode. Thanks to Rick Dove and Rebecca Chapman for voices, and a special thanks to listener Ren Congdon from Canada, who provided the voice for Fatma and also the tortoise from the second story. I've really enjoyed having some listener voices in the stories for the last few episodes, so if you'd like to feature in a five-minute folklore story, then get in contact with me directly via email at fiveminutefolklore at gmail.com or through the website fiveminutefolklore.com and feel free to get in contact regarding anything else and if you have any other information on the Fatoum story then let me know about that too. On the website you can also find links to the Twitter, Facebook and Instagram accounts for the podcast and there are also ways to support the show on there too. Ratings and reviews on iTunes help out a lot too. Music this week, Under the Fatma Story was a song Olin Aragid by Egyptian Sudanese musician Hamza al-Din followed by some other traditional Sudanese music and then underneath the Fatoum story, you heard a piece by Libyan musician Hassan Arabi. There will be another episode in two weeks' time based on a Christmas-themed folklore. Until then, thanks for listening, and to play us out now, I have some more Libyan music. This one is performed by Zukra. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 